2: Blackhawks 4! From
0: the Bentley Chevrolet, Box Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's give away some money. Well, not, not to Ryan, not to Chapman, not to our listeners, but uh, to those that uh, need new contracts in and around the Vegas Golden Knights. So we're going to run through... The free agent uh, star in Riley Smith and then some of the restricted free agents. And they just peruse what might come in at term, number of years, and the dollars for Those players uh, and whether or not we're looking at bridge deals for the restricted free agents or signing a long term and uh, and uh, getting some security uh, in the next uh, foreseeable future. There's a lot going on a lot to get uh, through on this and there's a little bit more space thanks to the Evgeny Dodonov trade to Montreal yesterday. Five million dollars uh, was uh, put into the uh, uh, cap space. Uh, cupboard yesterday, and uh, we'll see uh, how much more. There's a long-term injury, obviously, with uh, with Shea Theodore, and so we might get a, get a little bit more. But it it is going to be tight by the time everybody comes in for the Vegas Golden Line. So let's start with the uh, the number one topic, uh, which is Riley Smith. He's an unrestricted yep. free agent this summer. What would you do for term and dollars? for the original misfit and what do you think uh so let's look at it from the team perspective and let's look at it from riley's standpoint
2: yeah so from riley smith's perspective i think that he's looking to make on a year-by-year basis about what he was making on his contract right now which was five years five million dollars i don't know that he's looking for five years as, as far as term goes I, though many players probably are looking for a longer term deal anyway but the fact of the matter is I, I think that from a dollars and cents perspective average annual value probably wants to come in at or i would argue above because every player wants to come in above over their last contract uh, right at that five million dollar number now i don't think that that is workable for the golden knights like i think if riley smith is here with this team for next season. It's going to be at a discount from what his previous contract average annual value number was.
0: So you're going term and dollars. Give it to me.
2: Term for me on a Riley Smith contract would be four years, three point five, three 3750000 dollars.
0: Wow, uh, Chapman,
1: where are you with uh, Riley? Well. I, I think term, I, just based on the age, he's coming off of an injury. I, I'm probably going to want to go no more than three. And uh, I think Vegas standards, I think somewhere between three and a half and maybe four and a half. If he's on the open market, I think he would probably get more. But maybe just wishful thinking on my part that he'd be willing to take a hometown discount because I think he's established himself as a, as a member of the community. Um, I I do think he enjoys playing here. I think he enjoys the guys he plays with, and I think that sometimes that counts for something.
0: Uh, You guys have both looked at it from the team perspective, I think, uh, in in a lot of cases. What what about Riley? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I mean, if I'm Riley, I I don't know that I'm too terribly concerned about a three-year deal, but again, I'm looking at you know, three by five, three point five or three by five point five, if if I'm reasonably looking at what I want my next contract to be, whether that's on the open market, whether that's with the Golden Knights, I I think that you're you're looking for about the same dollars year after year on a you know, a three to five year deal, but I, I don't think that Riley would be or at least I don't get the sense that a three-year deal would be a, a difference maker. If you wanted a five-year deal or whatever the case, I, I think that you know he's he's shown a a penchant before for signing shorter-term deals to get uh, to get to where he wants to be.
1: And I I think the the other aspect here is this is the first place where he's become like a a, a pillar on the team, like a guy who who's been like an actual like like. Star player for this team. I mean, he You're bounced. You're such a, a softy. Well, no, you are such a hey, softy. From, from 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 his perspective, I think I'm looking at it like, look, I bounced around a lot early in my career. I started in Dallas, went to Boston, played in Florida. This is the place I've played the most hockey in my career. I think maybe he'd want to finish his career here. I, I, I mean, if I'm Riley, I would want to finish my career here.
0: Look at Claude Giroux; he never would have left Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, some guys just they they, they find a place they like and they want to stay there. And I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I think Claude I, Giroux was willing to go to Florida because it seemed like it was a possibility of him winning Chad a cup. And, yes. Chad and Darren's
2: making
0: fun of you.
1: Why? What? What, what did I say that was so wrong?
0: Because you're letting emotion get into a hypothetical. Well,
1: you asked me from Riley's perspective, and and if I'm Riley, I want to finish my career here.
2: Okay. Do uh, do okay. The the fact of the matter is, regardless of the term, I think that there's probably a, a million and a half, like one one to one point five million dollar difference between likely what the player is looking for versus what the Golden Knights can reasonably accommodate. Is that fair?
0: So, are, are you talking total money? For the for the
2: I'm talking about yearly money.
0: Okay. I don't think the contract starts with a three uh, for Riley Smith. No matter what the I, term, I, I don't think I, uh, it starts with a three. Uh, I'm not creative
2: a creative here, Darren.
0: I'm a term guy. I I really am focused on term uh, when I say that, and sometimes term can be longer. If, if, uh, if it works to uh, my advantage. But I like flexibility when it comes to terms. So uh, most times I default to uh, shorter contracts. Uh, I think it's, it's four or change, four and change, uh, if, if Riley Smith was going to return to the Vegas Gold. And, and I'm looking at this from a, from a hockey club point of view uh, right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's in the fours, uh, no, no more than four and a half, and it's three years. Uh, because of uh, uh, uh loving it here, and uh, geez, the baseball games coming up too. Like he, he, he is he's fully invested in in this. Uh, you you heard him here on the VGK Insider Show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that's from the hockey club perspective. I'm going three. I'm going four, four two somewhere in around uh, that. It's a it's a twelve million dollar uh, deal. If I'm Riley, um, uh, I, I'm. I'm coming off a deal that gets me five. Uh, I, I can certainly do one or two years and, and earn more than that. Uh, but if I want term and I want to stay in Vegas, I know that uh, that there's going to have to be some creativity and both sides are going to have to uh, give in, which means I'm going to have to move uh, off my contract. I would like to, to stay at five. Uh, uh, is it a deal breaker to go to four and a half? That's where I am and in uh, having to make a decision if I'm if I'm that particular player.
2: So you think three by four, four and a quarter gets it done.
0: I, I think that, I, I think for the team it gets it done. Uh, for Riley, I want four years. Uh, I think that's a reasonable expectation, and, and uh, sure, I'm playing agent. I'm playing fantasy sports here. Uh, if I'm okay. Riley, I want four years, and and I want I want five or a little bit more. I want I want a raise. I you now now I'm just going to move back, and I'm going to become myself again, Millard, And I'm not sure that that gets it done. I I don't I I don't think that that's possible, uh, where it is. I understand why you would want it. Um, when I see the team wanting to be a little bit shorter term and uh, moving off oh, what 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 the salary was last year,
2: yeah, it's such a fascinating kind of thought process because I I view it from both sides and to me, like when it comes to players, when it comes to contracts, I am always advocating for players to go out and get their money, make and maximize every single contract that you that you can that you can get and have in this league that all being said when i look at the golden knights going into next season It just seems like a missed opportunity if Riley Smith is not on this roster. He has been with the organization from day one, and I think the thing that I've been clamoring for all off-season long for the Golden Knights is to try to bring some consistency from last season's lineup into next season's lineup, and I think Riley Smith getting re-signed goes a long way to that. I just don't know how the money works. Right, Because it's so much more than just trying to re-sign Riley Smith because you have a bunch of restricted free agents. You do, you have but you do one contract at a time. Agency. Well, sure, but the fact of the matter is, even if we're talking about Riley Smith and the RFAs, then there needs to be another move that happens for Vegas. right? Like, Maybe. That's kind of the reality of the situation.
0: Or Morozov comes up and he makes a million dollars. Yeah, you, you sign a couple of players that uh, that are uh, on entry level deals or or that uh, that league minimum range, uh, in and around that. Look, I- I'm in favor of Riley Smith getting a race. I just don't know whether uh, it's capable of working under this this salary cap. And w- every contract that I've signed, uh, mm-hmm. when I've gone through these types of negotiations, which sometimes can be uh, r- the best thing ever uh, because both sides want to get a deal done and sometimes they're stressful uh, is uh, I, I opt for term I I like term I like the long-term security and here I am saying from an organization standpoint that I want a less less term so you can see how the 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 uh, a juxtaposition is in place when it comes to negotiations but I, the other well, part yes. is the other part is I don't think in all the numbers that that I've thrown out there I don't think that there's a lot between the two sides. Like it's a very doable uh, even on the Riley side and when I've talked about the uh, the Golden Knights uh, approach to it, I think there's a real opportunity. I I think it's pretty close.
2: So then it, like when you sit back and think about it, what what numbers from both the club perspective and the player perspective, what numbers work, right? Yeah. Like what contract, what does that look like? in your estimation right now, for the Vegas Golden Knights to be able to re-sign Riley Smith and the, to have it work for both sides?
0: Low, low fours, if you go uh, four years. If you go three yeah. years, it's high fours, uh,
2: low fives. Yeah, I, I wonder, and this is this. Is I a don't think it starts with a three. Me. Like That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I was looking at total dollar amount of what I think he's going to get on a three-year deal. In the open market, and just that was a way of going extending it out a year and getting them to that number. That all being said, I do think that, you know, if we're talking in the ballpark of four to four and a half, four to 4.75. I would be more inclined to go with the extra year to bring the average annual value down just because the Golden Knights salary cap is not necessarily going to get much better over the course of the next couple of seasons. You're going to have younger players that are going to need different contracts. And the fact of the matter is you're going to want to you're going to want to maximize your cap space as it is anyway. Riley Smith on a team friendly deal, even if. You have to eat that extra year is probably the better play.
0: Yeah, as as a team, and I've watched it uh, over and over. I'm not a big fan of that philosophy. I know I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, and, and going that extra year to bring the AAV down. Uh, I it, sometimes it it works, and some and, and it always looks good. I'm just yeah. not uh, of. Uh, it's like. Uh, taking from Peter to PayPal. Uh I'm I'm sure. not a big fan of it. Uh, what about the others? And we're talking about the restricted free agents. Would you like to go to Haig, Waugh, or Colasar?
2: I wanna to go to I want to go to Nick Waugh and the reason I want to go to Nick Waugh is because y- you look at the numbers for Nick Waugh this season and it brings up the the age old debate, right? Of what is or who is Nick Waugh at the NHL level because his year last year was absolutely phenomenal and how do you try to enter or how do you enter these negotiations and this is really where I want to get in and pick your brain Darren how do you enter these negotiations from the team perspective and how do you enter these negotiations from Nick Waugh's perspective because you're coming off of a year where you set career highs and goals 15 points 39 in 78 games played that is a heck of of a, of a season for Nick Waugh and one that you want to try your best to cash in on, but then you start to look at and extrapolate everything throughout his career, and you know you, you have a, a larger sample size for who the player is the, the, the previous years versus what he did last year.
0: Well, who's the player and who will the player be? Because we know yeah. what he was. Nick Waugh I think is different than Haig and Kolasar. Yeah. I think those two are bridge deals very short term and uh, from from the players perspective and from the team's perspective what what are they what are they gonna be Nicoqua I I think I know a little bit more I could see this one being longer term is it is longer term five years uh, that that's that's long-term in, in my world. He's, he's not going uh, the, the full eight, I don't think. But uh, I could see them uh, expecting progress. Uh, we've we've seen it a year over year with Nick Waugh. Uh, what's the ceiling for Nick Waugh? Can he be a two? Is he destined to be a three? Uh, he's definitely better than a four uh, projected to be. Uh, so I, I think it uh, – I, I – can see, and I'm open to uh, giving myself the the freedom to say this one's longer than a bridge deal. And the problem is, uh, where do you go with that? Because you're you're signing uh, Nick Watt to uh, a deal that uh, that is going to uh, buy some free agency years. So yeah, you, that that increases the number. Uh, you're also uh, paying a little bit for potential which is going to increase the numbers, uh, but Nick Waugh is going to want uh, numbers based solely on last year. Uh, this one is going to get uh, creative, and there's going to be models all over the place from both sides.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because we, we've seen the Golden Knights in the past Go that direction on a a longer term deal Zach for Whitecloud. some of your younger players. Yeah, Zach Whiteclouds, one of them. Uh, one of the other ones, you know, that, that obviously to me comes to mind is. Shea Theodore right like you've yeah. still got three years Left and it bought into some UFA for Shea Theodore at 5.2 million dollars So this is not necessarily an avenue The Golden Knights aren't open to Exploring they've done it before By by going a little bit longer term with, with some of their younger players To have those cost Effective contracts in the future But that's also predicated on the player Playing up to that contract And fulfilling uh, their potential
0: so where are you on dollars? If it's a five-year deal, give me a dollar amount AAV for Nick Wah.
2: Five-year five-year deal for Nick Wah. That's you know to me, I, I feel like it's probably going to start. I I I want to say at, at three and a half. Yeah, yeah, you I'm know? right with you. Like, like because I I'm I'm looking at just for comparison's sake, yeah. Alex Tuck, right? Alex Tuck was was is 4.75 million, and that contract for Alex Tuck was a seven-year 33.25 million dollar mm. contract. So it was seven years um, at 4.75. Like that to me is too high for Nick Waugh at this stage of his career. But if you go Five or six years, somewhere. If you, in if you go six,
0: it can it can go over three and a half, but but sure, you're below sure. four.
2: Yeah, but to me, it, it's it's in that three and a half to four million dollar range if you're if you're going five to six years on Nickwa.
0: That's amazing. I've just handed out eight million dollars. To two players. <laughs> uh, well, in you back only have five Darren a, a, assessments. Um, well, then, then you get into the LTIR with a seven from uh, from uh, Shay Weber, and uh, we'll mm. s- we'll see what we can uh, we can drum up. Uh, the other two that we've talked about in Keegan Colasar and Nick Hag, I have very little doubt that they will be bridge deals. Two years, mm-hmm. three years. Yep. Now, Hag Hag could. Could step into the the White Cloud sphere, but I think his aspirations and the the offensive uh, upside and and the the opportunity to play in the power play uh, that's going to put him a, a, a touch higher on the compensation side a dollar amount uh, mm-hmm. than than White Cloud. Uh, the next, if he does a bridge deal, the next two years you could see a totally different uh, contribution. From Hague, and I think uh, Keegan Colasar as well. Uh, wh- where's the upside? Uh, where's the ceiling on on Keegan Colasar? Where does he slot in? I think he can score a lot more. He he did in the American Hockey League, and the chances that he gets, uh, uh, it's 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 you shake your head at uh, some of the looks that he gets. If he starts finishing those boy oh boy does does that opportunity go up so I, I think both players are right are almost perfect examples of uh what a bridge deal could do
2: yeah i, I think the bridge deal makes a lot of sense for keegan Colasar and for nick haig and, and to be honest like you have players playing for that next contract and i think that that's going to be important for Colasar and for haig like with with zach whitecloud it the, the question, I, I think, of of what this player is going to be is pretty well known. There's still some unknown with Keegan Kolasar and there's still some unknown with Nick Haig. So give yourself a couple of seasons to have the player prove who they are, what they can do, and what that next contract should look like.
0: And why do they call it a bridge deal? Because it uh, bridges. The bridges are usually short. It bridges you from one contract to the next uh, so that you can get on your way. That's exactly the terminology that uh, why it was uh, invented. And the long-term deal, I could see Walk checking in with that. The other two, Mm -hmm. uh, for Nick Haig, probably 2 something. Uh, on on a bridge deal uh, for hmm. Keegan Colasar around two or one point five. That's the number that off the uh, off the top of my head that I throw in. So now now I'm giving away twelve million bucks.
2: <laughs> you Daddy, have five. Daddy Darren. has
0: deep pockets here.
2: You only have five, Darren. True. So 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 let me let me ask you this, because right now we're only playing with what the Golden Knights have available to them and right. that's just about five point two million dollars. What is your priority? Like you're Kelly McCrimmon, and we've just kind of laid out the idea or the framework for what we think Riley Smith makes sense for Nick Waugh, for Nick Haig and for Keegan Colasar and, and you know, you've talked about kind yeah. of all those framework numbers. Going. That's twelve million dollars. What's your priority?
0: Easy. It's Riley Smith because he's an unrestricted yeah. free agent. So you get him done first before he gets to the market. The other ones are restricted free agents. Uh, I don't see uh, uh, the league getting into a offer sheet frenzy uh, by any means. <laughs> so because they're restricted free agents and they can't just walk out uh, uh, to somebody making them a uh, outlandish, uh, crazy, uh, never gonna turn your turn that down type of deal. Uh, It it makes it simple. You put the restrictor-free agents. uh, You've probably been negotiating uh, all along, but there's no um, uh, immediacy to that. uh, And I get the, uh, the Riley Smith deal done.
2: So I agree with you, but for maybe a slightly different reason. Right now, you have the wherewithal to, to make that deal if you so choose, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. And then you have an opportunity to see what you expect your restricted free agents to come in at, and then you can make different decisions on what your offseason is going to look like in trading players or moving out salary if you need to. If, if Riley Smith is off the table, then I think that changes a lot of the different things that play for the Golden Knights. So Getting to an understanding of whether or not you're going to re-sign Riley Smith gives you a better outlook of what has to happen over the course of this offseason and where and which resources you're going to uh move out or or look to free up some some cap. So I think that everything kind of hinges on that priority number one, and that is going to be what the decision is. On Riley Smith. Yeah,
0: and that's why you have to have it done uh, well before free agency so you can uh, look at uh, at who's on the market if you aren't able to uh, secure the original Vegas Golden Knight winger uh, in your lineup. Do, and then do you go out and spend some of that money on a comparable player or do you hope that uh, something like Morozov or uh, a younger, uh, more affordable player is available but uh, but Riley Smith is the uh, is the one that will start uh, this thing off either uh, taking up more of the money or leaving some of it uh, behind uh, because he's five million dollars as well like you just traded to Donna for five does Riley Smith eat up that five he's gonna if he is resigned he's gonna take up a large chunk of it although Chapman sure if 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 Smith doesn't eat up all the five you would still take what's left over.
1: Yeah, well, of course. I mean,
0: yeah. You, you 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 could buy a new pair of skates for that.
1: I could buy a lot of pair of skates for that.
0: Well, you always you're saying that uh that Riley Smith <laughs> is going to be l- well lower than the five.
1: I I look, I mean, I'm I'm always bad when it comes to to determining what guys are going to sign their contracts for. Like sometimes I look at contracts and I'm like, "Oh my god, that guy. I can't believe that team signed player A to that much or Wow, that's all he got. I th- I would have thought he would have been worth more than that. But could you be an agent? No, I'd be a terrible agent. Mm. I I would not be a good general manager either because I I probably would cave a lot of times. I would I like I, I I would get a little too emotional. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, but you know, attached to certain guys, and I think I would allow that to to get into my 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 decisions. Like I oh, I really like this guy, I like him as a person, I like him as a player, so I'm going to make sure I, I keep him happy. Like I, I wouldn't be a good general what manager. What about the
0: other side, uh, the emotion as a player?
1: Um, no, I want my money. I want my money. That's the most important <laughs> thing to me as a player. I want my money. The, the
0: contract that I signed when uh, I no longer have an agent, but I had one for 20 years, uh, my agent uh, hated our contract negotiation stretches because I was crazy emotional. Like I would like, oh, what are we? What are they offering that for? I'm better than that, and I'm to uh, attack with it. And uh, Ellie was just like, oh, okay, just calm down. It's just the stars. <laughs> and it, it went over and over and over again. I think we did six of the deals uh, over over the twenty years. But yeah, I was I, I I couldn't. I would have a hard time being a player uh, going through that. I, I had a tough time doing it as a broadcaster. But it's really when you do go through it. You realize uh, how how intense uh, sometimes these things can be when it's just a negotiation, and how great agents are in being able to take all of it out. And I give all the credit in the world to players that do their own deals, and because that that is tough well, to sit there in the room like it's like the arbitration when when you sit there not necessarily the same but then you got to listen to the team ta- tell you why you should be worth a, a lower amount when you sit there and negotiate and you listen to uh, your boss tell you that uh, that this is why they can only give you this much it's it's sometimes tough to hear
1: now let me ask you because that 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 raises an interesting point because I've been told by multiple people that Riley does not have an agent that he he is his own he handles this on his own so, now, will, he's a guy that could handle it. On now, will own. that factor so in to, to how much he's willing to take because he doesn't have to pay an agent to negotiate the contract for him?
0: Maybe a little bit, but you're not paying an agent because you want to save the money. No, but what no, is You it, don't want to just give it up.
1: I mean, I, 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 I would imagine uh, yeah, an agent does fairly well. I don't know what they make, oh, yeah. but, I, but if you're taking, I don't know, say 10%. No, it's not that high. Okay. Four <laughs> or five percent?
0: Mm, yeah, around there. Okay. A less, yeah. So if you're
1: taking that right off the top, I mean, that's that's when we're talking millions of dollars. That's a, that's a pretty big chunk of change. How much is it? I don't know. I'm terrible. So if 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 he gets what five five million a year, if it's five uh, percent, what is that? Two hundred thousand? I, I, I don't
0: know. Uh, I just. Don't, if, if you're not going to have an agent, and we're on to a totally different topic now. If you're not going to have an agent, you're going to do it yourself. You're not giving back that 5% just because you don't have an agent. No, but... You want to be able to at least get like maybe it's two and a half or something like that. Like, it, it very, this is very complicated. But, uh, but the idea of doing it yourself is to, to put that money that you normally pay an agent into your pocket.
1: Well, yeah, of course, but... If you don't have to pay that guy, you, right. you, you can. You can. You're saying there's some wiggle room there. Yes, maybe you, yes. Yeah.
0: You, 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 you're able to go two and a half percent.
1: I'm not giving it all back. No, I mean that defeats the whole purpose. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. I, I, I know, and I'm I'm agreeing with you, but I I do think there is a little bit more wiggle room there. Like maybe you're willing to take just a little bit less. Because would you, you
0: guys uh, Would you guys have
1: agents if you could? I would need one. Sure. Yeah.
2: I'm not like I'm not fair. Well. I don't know. I guess I I can get fairly emotional.
0: Agents are great sounding boards. They are. Yeah. Sometimes too much. But the agents like just don't call me till like Thursday, please. I, I've I've had enough of it. The first time I hired an agent, uh, my boss was so mad uh, because uh, they thought we were just going to do a lickety split uh, quick deal. And then I went out and hired an agent, and uh, the. I probably should have given him a heads up on that before my agent phoned him and said he was representing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my boy. goodness! But it worked out. I was there for 20 oh years. Boy. It was uh, oh it was an awesome, and uh, and uh, uh, both agent and uh, and boss are, are still good buddies of mine. But yeah, that that was uh, I was young and cocky uh, then, as opposed to now, where I'm old and very low key.
2: That's yeah, where wow. you guys you guys say yeah, totally no. no. Oh no no no! I'm just I'm just gonna let Chapman know that on a, on a yearly basis, uh, five million dollars, five percent is two hundred thousand.
1: All right, I was close. I said about two hundred thousand.
0: I, I you know what? The players are are used to it, I, and I don't know how they pay their agents. Whether it's um, uh, they write a check or whether uh, it just is directed uh, automatically off uh, off their paycheck. I had a hard time writing that check. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time. <laughs> yeah. When it came time to write my check, I had a hard time writing my check, and and I was making seven and a half million dollars at the time. Uh, so wow. imagine that what uh, what that uh, what that was right.
2: Wild. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, when we uh, continue, we're going to
0: take a break and come back with uh, one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Speaking of new deals. John Tortorella is back in the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores.
1: It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
0: We have another coaching announcement. Bruce Cassidy introduced By the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday after the team announced on Wednesday that it had entered into uh, a contract with a former Boston Bruins bench boss. Now, today, we have learned that John Tortorella is back uh, for the first time since uh, leaving the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't like the way he does business. I don't like him. (laughs) Tortz has a four-year deal with the Philadelphia Flyers for... $4 $4 million a year. I wasn't a big... F- I didn't put torts in my, my list of candidates or expected candidates for a lot of the teams, but this one is the best fit. I, I, I think torts and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, could potentially have a long-term marriage, which would be great for Philadelphia because they've had six coaches in ten years.
2: So... I love Torts, and and I know that you know I've I've gone over the top a couple of times um, with my love for Torts, but I, I think that Torts is a is a perfect match. Is destined to at some point in his career coach the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I think if there's anybody that's going to be able to come in and get this team playing Flyer hockey, it's probably John Tortorella. They're going to be harder to play against that's at least what he wants to see he wants to see a little bit more responsibility in front of carter hart obviously that makes a lot of sense uh but i I love john tortorella i love john tortorella press conferences i love the whole shtick i love the entire bit just give me more john tortorella in the nhl
0: Uh, i'm really curious to see how carter hart reacts to this with his play uh because he struggled at times we have expected uh him uh, when he was uh, drafted and burst out of the scene to probably be a little bit further along uh, in the hierarchy of NHL goaltenders, how does he respond to torts? Because there's been some great goaltending performances under John Tortorello, and then there's been some chaotic goaltending performances. Think about the split with Roberto Luongo from the Vancouver Canucks under torts when he hitched his wagon to Eddie Lack. Uh, that will be the most important factor in the future of the Philadelphia Flyers uh, with John Tortorella taking over.
2: Yeah, and I think that, you know, to me, I, I'm, I'm encouraged, I, I suppose, by... Uh, the last stop in Columbus with with kind of bringing along Elvis Merzlikens and, bring, and, and getting really solid goaltending out of uh, Jonas Corposalo. obviously Sergei Bobrovsky kind of bridging that gap after Bobrovsky left in, in free agency. I think that there's a lot to like about how Torts kind of handled that situation. And, and I think the main focus for the Philadelphia Flyers is going to have to be allowing Carter Hart to get comfortable at the NHL level. When your defense is terrible in front of you, it would be more difficult to get comfortable. So I think Torts will certainly uh, button that up a bit for Philadelphia.
0: Well, they'll play defense. That's a guarantee. Yep. Uh, from a team yep. that's trying to take a big step back into relevancy uh, in the Philadelphia Flyers, they haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1975. They were one of the great stories of expansion when the National Hockey League. Uh, doubled in size in 1967-68, uh, uh, but they haven't, because they, they won two Stanley Cups, the first expansion team to win in 74, and then uh, followed up in 75 and went to a final in 76. Uh, they've been to finals since, but haven't won since, and uh, that uh, the, f- the league's better, but Philadelphia is competitive, quite honestly. Uh, the uh, The other side of it is the Florida Panthers, won a series for the first time since 1996, they're not happy. Yep. They're not. They're not hanging their hat on that. Uh, the interim Should head be. coach in Andrew Burnett uh, Bruno is uh, up in the air as the Florida Panthers continue to interview candidates for a head coaching position that uh, belongs to a person with the interim title.
2: Yeah, I. I mean, listen. I. I am not. Terribly surprised that the Florida Panthers are weighing their options at at what's out there. Um, I told you guys
0: that this is going to happen.
2: Well, I mean, I I said after Florida was was swept that you have to do your due diligence here, right? Like, you have to go out and see if there is a, a coach you believe can get more out of your group come next season and specifically in the playoffs and it's it's no disrespect and i'm not trying to take away what andrew brunette was able to do this year with the florida panthers in a in a you know a situation that he was thrust into sooner than he probably would have expected to be oh yeah if he he didn't do a
0: good job they they would have replaced him earlier they would have brought somebody else in
2: yeah yeah that all being said it's you know you had a coach exposed in my opinion against John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Florida just was not on the same level as Tampa, and they were regressing against that team. That, to me, is the biggest one. The year prior, the Florida Panthers, they went six games and it was a hard-fought series. And the only reason it didn't go seven is because they had no clue who their goaltender was going to be, because no one could stop a puck until they got Spencer Knight in the goal that's really the thing it's the regression of the florida panthers from the season prior to this year against tampa they're not there they've got to find a way to be and that's with a new coach
0: stanley cup final opened up on wednesday this is friday we should be gearing up for game two but there's two days between the opening of the series in colorado normally the two-day break Takes place either before uh, Game Five or between Games Five and Six. Uh, what do you guys think of this two-day gap to start?
2: I, I don't, I don't like it. Like you can throw that John Tortorella bit back in here, Chapman, if you want to. Like uh, I, I don't like the way he does business. Back. I don't like him. But well, it's yeah. Fine. I Thanks I for I asking. Like though. That was good. Alright, oh, That's another bit. Great. Uh, no, I, I don't like it at all. I'm, I'm not happy about the fact that right now I should be watching hockey, and I'm not.
0: I think this benefits Tampa Bay more than anybody. Probably. Yeah. I don't I, like that part either. Three days between uh, the Eastern Conference Final and the Stanley Cup Final, and that's a quick turnaround, certainly more so than the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, had between their Western Conference Final in the Stanley Cup Championship. I told you guys uh, this week that they had more time off than uh, than Bruce Cassidy did between jobs. That's yep. uh, that's how extravagant yep. uh, that was. Uh, but uh, having that extra day and, and no travel uh, involved in it, uh, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what Tampa Bay can can pull off.
2: So you think they're going to win Game Two?
0: Yeah. And if they don't. I think there's still benefit in that going home and in, in being able to uh, recoup a little bit more. From, like, you know take, what I'm going to Take, gonna take miss? The, the, the Rangers side, of right? Like yeah. you winning games 1-2, you know
2: went home. You know what I'm going to miss Me? next week? Me? And I, I, your ability to look for the silver lining and everything. Like you, quite frankly, like if Tampa's down 3 nothing in this series, not to say that they're going to be. But if Tampa were down 3 nothing, you'd somehow be like, yeah, you know, I think that actually benefits the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: It's one of the things that drives uh, Shane Knighty uh, up the wall is my happiness, my positiveness. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, uh, it, it, it bugs him. It, and, I, and I do it even more around him to, to bug him. I don't think he knows quite that I'm, that I'm trying no, to do No, no. Why, why I does that not shock
1: me that you would go out of your way? It not bug me. <laughs>
0: It's pretty funny. I call uh, Shane my burnt marshmallow. It's off one of the movies uh, that uh, that just came out, where it's it's a little gruff on the outside like a burnt marshmallow, but you you peel it apart and it's all nice and tasty, gooey, and it's good. Shane Shane has a has a gruff exterior, but he's a great dude and a great teammate. Just saying. Just like uh, we we bond like you and I, Brian. Uh, one is brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, <laughs> less fee. We're coming back with Catching Up with Chapman on this Friday edition of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, uh, the World Cup... Host cities for 2026 were announced yesterday. Um, Multiple cities throughout the United States, Canada, and Mexico City were named host cities. Some include Vancouver, Toronto, Mexico City, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Boston. Missing from that list, however, was Las Vegas. And I had read multiple things on Twitter and other places that Las Vegas actually pulled their bid for the world cup because fifa's demands were apparently something that was non-negotiable for the city of las vegas and I, i i i was dumbfounded by the fact that i saw other people saying international tourists aka soccer fans would not want to come to las vegas which absolutely blew my mind because it's one of the most international friendly cities in the entire country and tourism Obviously, is something we do very well here, but I was just surprised to see that people were saying, well, who would want to go to Las Vegas for a soccer game? It's like, who wouldn't want to come to Las Vegas for a soccer game? But one of those weird things, Las Vegas will not be hosting. So if you are interested in going, the closest place you'd be able to go to catch a game will be SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Also, San Francisco, a.k.a. Levi Stadium, which is actually closer to San Jose, will also be a, a city where they are having games. So no Las Vegas, but LA and San Francisco.
0: You thought Vegas was getting the game for sure. Well, no,
1: I, I, I knew they weren't because I, I knew that they hadn't been one of the finalists. So um one of the one of the shocking things for me was Washington, DC, our nation's capital, not hosting a game, which to me is a bit surprising because every time you see a World Cup, it's always there's always games in the capital city of the country that's hosting it. So uh but i guess that's saying that the stadium in dc not up to not up to what fifa wants and i guess they didn't consider baltimore despite its proximity to dc i guess it wasn't good enough for them either so uh no games in D.C.? What are the
0: rules that FIFA uh, expects everybody to abide by host cities?
1: I think it was pay us a lot of
0: money. Yeah, I think so, too. So <laughs> that- why would, well, like, Vegas does the Super Bowl. They do all these other uh, great events, NHL All-Star uh, conventions where they can negotiate, I would assume, better deals than FIFA. Yes. Including, like, Formula One or so forth. Like, I, it- who are you to, to tell us what to do? We, we got people coming here anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Ah. I can't wait to get back. You guys are going to miss me.
1: I will. For sure. Yep.
0: I'm going to go, like Mike said, I'm going to go practice my face offs. One year, Sidney fun Crosby. Fun Sidney Crosby struggled in face offs early in his career. He spent an entire offseason doing it. He'd be, he was awesome. So that's yep. what I'm going to do. Ryan, miss you, buddy.
2: Miss you too, bud.
1: Ah! I got him to do it, chappy. He did it. Oh, Christopher. Bye, Darren.